Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 367, recorded live on Saturday, July 5th, 2014. And here are your hosts, the man standing in for Andy Lowe, Brendan Lapsley. Hi. The other man also standing in for Andy Lowe, Brian Lindsley. Woo! And the man resuming his own role this week, Dave Pillay. Hello. So do I have to uh, change and now be, like, deadpan and sarcastic? And and have witty responses and, and astonished responses to things I say? Shit, that's why there's two of us, isn't it? Yeah, it's gotta be. Well, it really, I mean, if you think about it, it takes two people to replace Andy. Yet I could replace you just fine last week? I guess. So I which one of us is deadpan? Have... It's gotta be you, I'm too tired. Wouldn't that make you better at deadpan? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you've got that deadpan voice going right now. Okay, that works. Hi, everyone. Hi, Hello. Mr. Dave. It's nice to be back on my own show. Was it been a month? Oh, God, has uh, it? It's been a little while. Hasn't been a month. Okay. I've missed two episodes. Oh, Andy told me three. Maybe three episodes. No, this would have been the third, right? I'm going to go look. There's There was uh, the 67 special, the long one, and then there was a random topic recap, and then there was you. Okay. The way Andy told me last week, it sounded like there were two random topic recaps in the middle. No, it's that it would have been two, and it, it yeah, it just... Also, I don't think Andy was expecting me to record this week. Gotcha. Yeah, so, that... joke's on him. Uh-huh. Now that he has to edit this. So shall we jump right into the topics then? I guess we we could. We've got a fair number of them. Um, one of them, the the first one on the list, is one that I was very surprised that you guys didn't catch last week. Blame Andy. I never look for topics. I <laughs> will blame Andy on this one. Amazon came out with a phone. Wow, Brandon, that was a really good impersonation of Dave just then. <laughs> nice. Ouch. Maybe I'm too much in my mindset from last week. Hey. I guess so. Hey. I'm, I started this episode. So for the phone, are you honestly surprised Amazon made one? Honestly, no. I, I feel like Amazon is overstepping. I feel well, like making a phone was, was a little... I mean, I guess it's the natural progression. They made a tablet. They made the like tablet five tablets. Well. And the Kindle Fire does well for itself. It's Yeah, it, my parents have two. So I yeah. mean, why wouldn't they go for a phone? I kind of saw this coming when they started their own store in Android. Their own app store? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have been saying for years, oh, Amazon's working on a phone, Amazon's working on a phone. And I, I guess I just hoped that Amazon wasn't working on a phone. Amazon is, it, they, they tend to drive a piece of the market away. I don't know. I guess it depends on what they've introduced that's new. Well, funny you should ask that. Because it's all on that one page, the store page for the phone. Yeah, but that requires me to read it. <laughs> so they have a dynamic perspective. And this is actually something that I remember the iPhone doing this way, way, way back when. I don't think way, way, way back when. No, I think was, they just it was first about or a year second ago. Gen. No. It wasn't the iPhone itself. Someone had written an app to do it. I see. They, but they iPhone... used the iPhone tech to do this. Like, this but... is not new tech iPhone had um, integrated it into their system about one or two years ago. Okay. So in either case, it's really not new tech. 
But the idea of the screen changes as you tilt the phone, as you as you rotate the phone and move it around, it changes the perspective of the image. Interesting. And if you watch their little video of like, here's people using the phone and here are their reactions, it's silly. It's like, oh, this is going to change the way I use a map. No, it's not. So that's one. Uh, it also has a, a feature called Mayday, which is the oh shit button. Yeah, but they've been advertising that on the tablet for a while. I mean, I've seen the commercials for it. Yeah, but just think of how good that would be for your phone. How how many times have you gotten calls for tech support on your computer or your phone from your parents? I'm looking at you, Dave. A lot, but this is not them contacting me. This is them contacting Amazon. Right, I'm saying this is a better use. Uh, a better option? Yes. True. Of course, the reason that I get calls about support for the phone is usually because I've rooted and screwed up their phone. Well, maybe you should stop doing that. I I will probably stop with the next phone. They don't need it rooted anymore. Uh, And then kind of the the really interesting one, Firefly, which is, if you remember Google Goggles. I do. It's that, but a little better. Whatever happened to Google Goggles? Is that even still a thing? I think it's still around, but I definitely think it's abandonware. Uh, Pulling it up on the Play Store. Nope, last updated, May 28th, 2014. So it's Google Goggles. So yeah, renaming all the old technologies and calling them new. That doesn't seem like a bad marketing ploy. Sounds like Amazon. It comes with a free year of Prime. Of course it does. It's Amazon. What was that? Optimus? What about Optimus? A free year of Optimus Prime? No, not that kind of Prime. That's too bad. That what would, would you do with a year worth of Optimus Prime? Oh, Especially the with the way gas is right now. He doesn't Optimus run on doesn't gas. Run gas. He runs on Energon. Come on. You know Titanfall, Dave? Yes. Same thing? You'd go to war with him? No, I'd just, you know, run around and shoot things. And cause billions of dollars in property damage? I might do it in Iraq. And cause millions of dollars in property damage? Or I might do it in the middle of nowhere, Montana. And cause thousands of dollars of property damage. Yeah, like, okay, no, there's nothing there. I I got nothing. Uh, You scare cows. And coyotes. And coyotes. And snakes. Venomous snakes. snakes. So Amazon came out with a phone uh, from 200 to $650, depending on if you buy it on contract. And it looks like it's exclusive to AT&T. Looks like it. Hang on. Yep, looks like it's exclusive to AT&T. $200 with contract. Because isn't it AT&T first got the iPhone exclusive? Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me that they have exclusivity. I guess AT&T was the one willing to take the chance. Yeah. It'll probably branch out in a year or two. Do you think they're going to just continue with the one line? The Fire Phone and then Fire Phone 2 and then Fire Phone 3? Or are they going to come out with different Fire Phones? I think it'll depend on how successful this one Fire Phone is. Yeah. Well, T-Mobile has been doing some interesting things as well. You guys are familiar with the T-Mobile Uncarrier program? Nope. That's the one where they ask you where they pay your uh, termination fees? That's one part of it. It's been just this continuous onslaught against uh, Verizon and AT&T. Mostly AT&T. But the idea of, hey, just because this is the way that mobile carriers have operated for the last 10 years doesn't mean this is the right thing to do or the way they should operate going forward. 
So things like paying for your early termination fee to switch to T-Mobile, things like uh, getting rid of certain caps, things like allowing you to share. And the newest one is that listening to music, streaming music from certain sources will not count against your data plan. And these aren't like small sources. These are big sources like Pandora. Google Music. This um, sounds like wind to me. I play radio. Well, that's kind of the point because T-Mobile is getting their asses kicked before this. This is going to be huge for a lot of Americans. Well, the the really cool part is every time they do one of these uncarrier events, AT&T has to play catch up and usually does. But it means that T-Mobile is pushing the industry into a different direction. More companies need to do this. Yeah, that's, we need a lot more competition. So, I mean, just more companies need to innovate in general, like what T-Mobile is doing. Yep. Uh, let's see. There was the test carrier. So, uncarrier five was that you can you can kind of test a phone. You weren't locked down to your phone. One of them was that you uh, you don't need the contract anymore. See, I hope they push Verizon a little bit because that's what I'm on, and there's still a lot of there's still a decent amount of good things about Verizon, but there are a lot of bad, evil corporate things still going on. You mean besides the fact that they're the most expensive? Yep. You know, stuff like data caps. Yeah, the data caps, the um, you know, the contracts and the way they handle those is still a little shady. The fact that I think they're one of the only carriers that does not have an unlimited plan. Even if they did, I don't think I could afford it. Yeah. It makes me so jealous because my sister actually got in with a Verizon unlimited data plan before they killed it at a decent price and has since grandfathered in. Yep. I tried to do that, but then once I got the new phones, they did this bullshit and they're like, you got to get a new plan. Otherwise, we won't pay for half your phone. Yep. Same thing happened with me on T-Mobile, which yeah, is why I'm no, now on Sprint. Yeah, I have no idea how my sister pulled it off, but I mean, we're still actually on the same plan. Just all my family together makes it a little easier. Same with me. Same here. Which is why Sprint has come out with the Framily plan. Yeah, those are weird commercials. So weird. Terrible commercials. I, they they really need to shift the strategy. But the concept behind it is really cool. You'd think that a concept that cool wouldn't need shitty commercials. Oh, there's a lot of shitty commercials, and you know it. It's a lot of really good commercials, too, though. There's some. Not a ton. Okay. Any other comments, thoughts, concerns about T-Mobile or Amazon? The phone uh, market is complicated. Enough said. Uh, okay. I agree. Brian, what's this thing about dice shaming? So a little while ago, there was a meme that perpetrated across the internet about dog shaming or pet shaming in general, where they would hold up a piece of paper next to a dog that looked obviously like it's just been scolded, and they would say what it just did wrong. For example, I just peed on my master's rug, or I thought the uh, outside was inside, or the inside was outside, so I scratched up all of the carpet and pooped everywhere. And so this became a meme. And so um, somebody, a nice nerd, took it to the next extreme, which would be their dice. You know, roll a one on a very critical moment in a battle and dice shaming. Wow. 
So there's there's a link posted, but I just went to Google Images and searched dice shaming, and there are some really really good ones. Uh, there's the my owner didn't make her character scared of ghosts. I did. I never rolled higher than ten when it came to uh, being frightened by ethereal beings. I'm the DM's D20. I caused the big bad to fall off a cliff and die. I made my owner the only one in the party to fail her stealth roll, and she's a ninja. I left my owner on fire for five turns and proceeded to fail two saves against petrification. Wait, that's Rich's die? I don't think it's Rich's die. Oh, that's right, he did get petrified, though. I don't think he caught on fire first. That's true. I made my owner do nothing but chop herself in the leg. So this needs to become a thing. Sounds like it's already on its way there. This really needs to be a thing. I'm sure if you wanted to, you could probably make a tumbler pretty quickly. And it'll grow. Maybe. So yeah, that's dice shaming. I like these D8s. Allow the Death Star to get destroyed. So we had talked, uh, Andy and I had talked, and Bride, you kind of, you weren't on the show for that, but you had made comments about it. There was a game at E3, it's been kind of teased for a little while, there have been demos of it called Evolve. Oh yes. Did you want to talk a little bit about Evolve? I think you covered it last time pretty well. Um, it's basically uh, one person versus four, and the per- person by themselves is the monster, and the other four are trying to take down the monster. This sounds like a third of my board game closet. <laughs> yeah, it's very similar. Um, the person that's the monster will tend to eat up uh, mobs and stuff on the in the map to try to gain power. Um, rather than actually defeating the heroes themselves. And there's a lot of tracking involved and a lot of hide-and-seek kind of things, which is pretty cool. The mechanics sound like my kind of game. Um, I'm not sure if the theme really fits what I'd be looking for, but I'd be willing to give it a shot if someone else has it. I think you'd like being the monster the best, to be honest. Oh, knowing me, I definitely would. I think we all need to take turns being the monster. Oh, we would all try it, but I would definitely enjoy it you'd take to it a bit more yeah he's not a real fan of the first person shooter which is everybody else oh the monster is still in fps type form isn't it it's more like over the shoulder um brawler okay so So, i should practice xenoclash first sure i don't know if practicing anything will help for this it did win however best in show that's nice it also won best console game it also won best multiplayer game. This Looks is like from best E3, action game. and it will be available on the PC. Yeah, because I, I'm not getting an Xbox One, and it's going to be a while before I get a PS4. So maybe eventually on PC I'll pick it up. No way I'm getting it at launch, though. What if we get it at launch for you? Hmm? Well, that wouldn't be not me getting it at launch. He's not against having it at launch. I'm just not going to drop the cash on it. There's a significant difference there. Is there a release date listed anywhere? Um, Somewhere, I'm sure. Just Google Evolve release date. October October 21st. 21st. Wow. In stereo. Yep. Oh, man. It's going to be a big fall for video games this year. Oh, yeah. Most of the ones I'm looking forward to will be coming out in October and November. What else? Um, The... The uh, Sunset Overdrive, that one looks to be fun as hell. Yeah, that looks like it's console exclusive too, isn't it? Yeah, but I already have an Xbox One. Damn it. 
Yep, that's October 28th. So you'll have a week to play uh, Evolve. There might be a 3DS game that I'm getting in October, but other than that, I'm probably not getting much this year. There's also Civ Beyond Earth coming up that fall. Yeah, I'll be getting that. What's the I date on that? I really will, too. Um, give me a second. October 24th. Aha! Three days later. Oh, God. So are we all just... Do we want to enter into a pact right now that we're all buying that at launch? Even if I didn't agree, my wife would make me. <laughs> that is a radical shift. She likes Civ. Yeah, she really does. She plays Civ more than I do. Yeah. Because Civ is a good game. Bri, we still need to try Age of Wonders 3, see if that's any good. Yes, we do. Uh, what else is coming out this fall, then? I mean, that's already, you know, $150 right there. I'm, I'm probably going to be dropping another 40 on the Persona Q uh, game. Interesting that it's all dropping in October and not November. Persona Q is November, but I mean that's a obscure 3DS RPG, so I don't know how many people who listen to this actually care about that. Hey, never underestimate the uh, listening population. There's Borderlands the pre-sequel coming out then. The pre-sequel? Yeah. Lands between one and two. Yeah, the pre-sequel. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to that, but I still need to beat two. Oh, Gearbox. Well, well, I'm up to beating it anytime you want to play it. I know. I, we need to figure out if we're going to play that with Julie or not. Uh, and for, then there's the um, Telltale one that they're working on. Is there any news on that? Um, I haven't looked. That's either going to be awesome or terrible. There's a, a rather interesting announcement as far as new games coming out. Not that a certain game is coming out, but that a certain game designer is coming back. So Cliff Blazinski, also known as Cliffy B, who is responsible for the Gears of War games, has and said he's coming back. Also with, um, oh, what's the old, old game with the cars and the shooting and the clowns? Twisted Metal? Yes, he was also involved in that, too. Okay, I played Twisted Metal, never played any of the Gears of War. Twisted Metal was fun and interesting early on, and then it just got weird. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it weird at weird. first. It started weird. It just got weirder and just confusing. I mean, there was, what, a guy that was just standing between two giant wheels? Really? He got introduced in the second one. Yeah, that was Axel. Like, his hands were attached to the wheels. It, it was a really messed up game where, like, people got cursed and, like, they were undead and all sorts of weird shit. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking up his character. The fuck, man. That's kind of bizarre. I played a lot of Twisted Metal 1 and 2 and a decent amount of 3, and then I just kind of gave up on it. That's because those were both owned by the Bakers, and that's where you played it. Yes, but we played it a lot over there. Yeah, it was fun. It's a kart game, right? Not a race game, but a battle game. Yeah, I think Mario Kart Battle, but a lot more vicious, a lot grittier. um, A little more in-depth. Yeah, a little more. Is it like the gritty reboot? A little bit. I haven't seen reboot in forever. I need to go rewatch that. No, I didn't mean the show. (laughs) Oh, okay, because in a way it kind of reminds me of it. Yeah, reboot was a little quirky. Weren't they going to reboot reboot? Yeah, I haven't heard anything else about that. I thought it got reshelved about two years back. But to answer your question about Borderlands, the Telltale games, they're supposed to come out sometime this year. They don't know when yet. Okay, that one I'll probably get early on. I need to go beat um, The Wolf Among Us in Walking Dead Season 2. 
Looks like it's still in the works. The reboot of reboot? Yep. There's a website called Reboot Revival. I'll believe it when I see it. Yep. Okay, what else do we have? Well, to continue the games, we can talk about uh, Dungeon Keeper or Rockstar. Let's go with Dungeon Keeper, because Dungeon Keeper was an awesome game. Never played it. Oh, man. Oh, Brendan, go on to good old games and, and pay the three bucks. <laughs> to be honest, I haven't played it either, and I got it for free for good old games when they did the promo. Nice. I might have as well. I think I, I did, think too. you did. Go play it. Like, I'm tempted to pause the recording so you can play it, but you'd have to install it, too. And then play it. And, and then, then play it. Be... That'll take time. Uh, Dungeon Keeper is a game where you are a dungeon lord, and you have to design this dungeon to keep... Uh, think of Boss Monster the card game, except the way it really should be, without nice. super confusing rules. It's very... That's one of those ones we need to just sit down and watch a video of someone who actually knows how to play it. Yeah, Boss Monster is a very... Badly written instruction manual. Maybe we should do that today sometime. Bri, will you bring it tonight? If you want, yeah. Go for it. I'll have a laptop ready with some kind of video queued up. Okay. So, Brendan, you remember that game that you and me and Julie tried with um, the heroes and you build your own dungeon? Oh, the epic quest for Mighty Loot? Yes, it's that, but without the hero part. It's just the build the dungeon part. I well, see. There, there, there are heroes that try and infiltrate your dungeon. But yeah, the, but it, in this one, it was you build a dungeon, but then you're the hero that's infiltrating other people's dungeons. Oh, cool! It, it was a cool concept, but it advertised as more multiplayer than it really was. Yeah, the only Not a lot of interaction, right? None, pretty much. Just you interact with their dungeons. That's it. Okay, so Dungeon Keeper is similar to that. Uh, not quite so multiplayer, and you are just building the dungeon. So that's the old game that Dave's used to. They made a remake of it for the um, iOS, Android, you know, that market with free-to-play mechanics. Um, Except that the the uh, oh, what the ASA, yeah, the British the ASA Advertising Standards Authority, basically the FTC. Would be the FTC? I have no idea. It's it's what well, it's a government regulation. FCC? No, that's communications. I think it's FTC, the Federal Trade, or the CPA, Consumer Protection Agency. No, it wouldn't be the CPA. The equivalent of some U.S. government organization that protects consumers uh, has basically said that EA cannot market this as free because there is a timer in game. Because you, the game is is designed to be free to play, where you know you can certainly play it for like twenty minutes for free, and you you can play and you play a little bit every day. But because it's so onerous, because it's so geared towards making money, they cannot market it as free. Please tell me they're going to say the same thing to Facebook. That would be amazing. To Facebook. To Facebook in general or Facebook games? Facebook games. I okay. mean, virtually every Facebook game you see on there is one of those mechanics of, oh, you're either going to have to wait or pay money. Yeah, I mean, Candy it, Crush it is a good example. a precedent. I know, and I am applauding these guys thoroughly for it. Well, technically they only have jurisdiction in Britain. I know, but I am still applauding them. Okay. I, like, I agree with them. I think that it's... I, I don't think that they can't use the word free, but I think they need to have, like, some other modifiers on it. Like, pay to win. 
mostly free. Free to download. Free first half. Free demo included. Free as long as you give us money. <laughs> there was a there was a, a website I saw. There was a meme. It was one of the the uh, it was one of the advice animals, and it was for someone's graduation. It was congratulations on completing the tutorial. Nice. Now get a job. That's amazing. So EA has has not really done much of a response. They they did say, hey, we don't feel like our advertisements were misleading. Uh, in-app purchases are not required, but they can allow people to progress through the game. And the ASA said, too bad. Well, that'll be interesting. Let's see if other games follow suit. It'd be nice. More lawsuits. Over video games. Over video games. Lindsay Lohan, everyone's favorite train wreck. Lindsay Lohan is suing Rockstar over a character named Lacey Jonas in Grand Theft Auto V. Now, neither of you have played GTA V, correct? I've never played a GTA, period. I've played a little bit of GTA V, but not enough to get to this character. Uh, I've played a lot of the the earlier ones, but not V. Did you play 4? I played a little of 4, but a lot of 3. Okay. So Lindsay Lohan is claiming that they used her likeness, her image, her voice. Uh, I doubt that they used her voice. They might have impersonated her. Uh, And styles from her clothing line. I can't speak to that part. Pretty much it sounds like the fat. personally to me, had she left out the word voice, this would have been a lot stronger lawsuit. Yeah, I'm not sure that they... They can't use her voice. Like, unless you walked into the studio and recorded for them. It depends exactly. on the dialogue. I mean, if you worded the dialogue so you could rip it off of all of her movies, you could use her voice. If you pulled it from her movies and from her public appearances, in which case they were public appearances. Yeah, but the other thing is, what company would go through that much effort? Yep. I don't know. There is a very fine line between fair use and copyright there is because Lindsay Lohan as a public figure is really like that feels like it's fair use she's she's a public image I think this is actually more a trademark issue to be honest because of the clothing line no because it's her brand that she's worried about not not necessarily anything she did particularly she's not citing that um this appearance was used in this as in this game, it was that her her entire persona was used. So that's a trademark issue. She still has persona left saving? Ouch. Oh, she's got plenty of persona. You know who she was as soon as you said the name. I mean, you know plenty about her. She's got a lot of... She uh, has brand recognition. It's just not necessarily positive. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of those nowadays. But it's brand recognition regardless. So this is still in the very early stages. The lawsuit was just filed, but, you know, stay tuned. We'll keep you updated on the latest gossip about Lindsay Lohan. Oh, God, please don't. Not when I'm here, please. No, we'll, we'll talk more about how Rockstar handles it, I think. And, and okay. From the viewpoint of a gaming industry as opposed to a pop idol who has crashed and burned. Sounds good. I mean, you guys do listen to the show, right? You you know what we yes. tend to talk about and focus on? Yes, but you yeah. could change it at any time. It's random. It is random. So ra- not really random. We could sell out to, to uh, GQ. TMZ. Dave, if you can manage to sell out, I would not blame you in the least. 
Well, I appreciate that. I guess it depends on how much he sells out for. This is true. If I sell out for five bucks, would you forgive me? No. Damn. If it was seven or 13, I would. <laughs> if it were seven poor bucks Andy. or 13 bucks, but not any number in between? No. Hey Dave, do you want seven bucks? <laughs> yes, but not for this show. The show is worth a lot more to me than seven bucks. I'm sure Andy's very happy to hear that. I hope so. Um, more lawsuits and video games. NCAA. There are so many lawsuits with video games. That's it's because we're Americans. It's not just an industry. It is a very, very uh, high-income industry. There's a lot of money talk- tossed around when you deal with video games. Yes. The NCAA, there were two lawsuits with the NCAA and the players and EA Games and the college, uh, sorry, the collegiate licensing company. And, and this is the one about the NCAA and the students. And this is not such the a mess. Colli- yeah, it's hard to keep track of this. Uh, basically, about 100,000 students, college football and basketball players, are going to receive some amount of money up to $5,000 a year for the use of their likenesses in these games. So they're going to have their tuitions partially paid by Uh, being in a video game. Think about it this way, though, Brendan. These are people who were on sports teams. So they already had their tuitions paid. Right. Right. I don't think this is a bad idea. I I disagree. I, I think that this is... Wait, what do you disagree with? I disagree with Dave saying that the game that the players don't need more money in the college level. They're not allowed to get. When did any I say money. that they don't need more money? I'm sorry, I, Brendan. I said that. Okay. Like, wait a minute. I'm so used to playing Andy that I said Dave. God. Damn. Okay. Um. No, I I do think that the the rule you were about to talk about, Bry, which is that they aren't allowed to make money off of their work for the college. Seems a little weird, but it to me that's only if they are not getting a scholarship. If they're getting a scholarship, that is the, what they're earning. I've heard it be so extreme that they're not even allowed to get a second job. Yes. Wait, what? Really? Is that based on school policy? It might be based on a particular school policy, or it might be based off of the uh, NCAA's I don't uh, think that's the NCAA's rules. I highly doubt that's NCAA. That's got to be at a school level. Yeah. And that might be more that, like, we want you to focus on football. We want you to focus on this and your academics. I I don't know. I've heard some horror stories around this entire thing with people who are so poor they can't afford to get food. So my solution, which I've actually proposed on this show, is you if you are on the, the college football team and you are on a scholarship, fine. That's what you're making. That's it. And those scholarships usually include stipends for things like food. I would hope so. If you want Some to of make do. money off of it, you are not allowed to accept scholarship. That sounds pretty reasonable. And a percentage also has to go back to the school because you are basically an employee of the school. Wait, what? That would be the, the proposal. That would be my plan. What was so the, if someone's making money off of their image for playing for a school, that school would get a cut of what's coming in. The only downside I can see of this is um, with people who you know became stars early on, uh, 
would they be able to like opt out of the scholarship junior senior year and get you know these other um, well yeah gifts you take a, you you take a scholarship on a year by year basis so then the the thing is is some people would probably make a ton of money their senior year go for it they're about to make even more when they graduate and go to the NFL I disagree with the last point that you said that they have to pay money to the university that the university gets a cut yeah okay mostly because the university is going to profit from them being in the team period yeah but the thing is though is being a student honestly i personally don't think it's right for them to just be like hey you know i'm getting money without any kind of negative part of it i don't know i just i see it as a good balance if i am a college football star and I get a sponsorship deal with uh, a cereal brand. I'm going to appear on the cereal brand as a member of the team of that school. So using the school's logo would require licensing from the, the school itself. Right. And that so sort of licensing that, can be just looped into, you know, they just get a percentage of the cut. Or that can just be negotiated on its own. I don't think it needs to necessarily be from the, the student's salary. Okay, I could see that, but I do agree that it would it would need to be licensed in some way, whether it's wrapped in or not. The the NCAA is not going to let you get away with not licensing that shit. <laughs> That's very true. And the big issue that I have with most of this is currently today the the students. I know you're viewing it from being a student, but the corporations that are making money off of the students playing football have obscene amounts of money. Oh my God, yes. Oh my God, yes. So much. There's there's no reason they should be making that much money off of people who are basically working for free. They might be working for their education, but other people get scholarships for good grades for their education too, and we don't penalize them and say they can't make money off of their likeness. Yep. So I, I have a slight issue with it. I can see that. I mean, if we were talking like thousands of dollars, this might not even be an issue. But we're talking millions to billions of dollars. Yep. I mean, it it, it feels pretty clear something's got to change. Also, I'm not a huge fan of the double standard for academics for college athletes. Yeah, but I mean, sports essentially brings in all the money. So what are you going to do? They're yeah. the ones with all the power. Right. Go to a culture that doesn't do sports at the college level? Nee. I don't mean like doesn't perform it, but doesn't televise it, doesn't right. have college versus colleges. But there's, there's, I don't know, it's a hard topic for me because I like college versus college. I like college football. At the same time, I don't like the fact that these guys are being passed along through the classes without actually earning the degree that they end up with. I mean, some schools handle it a little bit differently. Some schools are a little more stringent about the grade requirements, but I do recognize that sports uh, sports players definitely have precedence. Like, <clears throat> even at my school, um, you know, I was at a smaller Lutheran college where pretty much the only important sport was basketball, and. I actually ended up tutoring a basketball player at one point, and the money came from the sports department. To pay for the tutor? Yeah, and I actually tutored other people, too, and they had to privately pay for it. 
That could be uh, under contract for the scholarship, though. That's possible. Yep. But, I mean, it's one of those things where you just kind of look at it and you're going, you know, and that's at a very small level of uh, sports players getting preferential treatment. I guess I'd like to actually see a good research, well-done research into this to see exactly how widespread it is. Kind of get the feeling that it might be more um, urban myth than than actual. About As, how the the grades of the athletes are. Yeah. Well, I think for for most athletics, it's just fine. I think when you focus in on football and basketball, it changes. Pretty much, the more money it brings in, the more they're willing to bend the rules. That wouldn't surprise me, but I would still like to see it quantified. So, getting back to our topic list. Speaking of breaking the rules and Fox News, oh wait, yeah, go for it. Um, so Fox News recently put a logo up for their one of their segments called "Defending the Homeland" about the uh, the immigration crisis. Yeah, it's Fox News, so um, the hyperbole is not really uh, surprising, but it very very closely resembles the bio infinite uh bioshock infinite um logo like really really close and this is something that i would normally expect to see on the daily show where they are parodying things but not on a a a news station that is supposed to be uh high class so i i take offense at calling fox news a news network but or high class, yeah. yes. But that's what they would like to portray themselves as, yeah. and so that they don't follow those guidelines would be detrimental to themselves in that statement. So someone posted a great joke. Now, if you're if you're not familiar with Bioshock Infinite, this is not Rapture, the city under the sea, where it's uh, you know Ayn Rand paradise of man owns his own work. Uh, Fox News and Columbia are completely different. One is a group of jingoistic hate mongers fueled by ignorance and xenophobia who want to send human progress back a century, and the other is a flying city. Nice. I like Ken Levine's uh, response. Glad to help, Fox. Glad to help. Or the follow-up of it's not the irony of the Fox thing that bothers me so much, it's the typesetting, also from Ken Levine. So for those who haven't played Bioshock Infinite, the setting is basically what would happen if the founding fathers of the United States were promoted to religious idols, in part. Um, that's the big part of the culture in the uh, the city in the sky. So Fox News? Yeah, that's that's why it's it's so, so ironic that Fox News is using it. Feels almost appropriate. Like someone at Fox realized, oh, this is paradise. Wow. Yeah. So all the the main issues that you have with early America, like racism um, and and all those awful things, are there magnified by a thousand? Wow. I really need to play Bioshock 2 and Infinite. I need to play all of them. I've gotten like a half hour into Bioshock 1. So Infinite is, you can play it by itself. You don't need the other ones. It doesn't hurt to have the other ones. You'll get more, but um, you can play it by itself. It's on my list to eventually play. How many things are on that list, Brendan? I don't know. I lost count around 50. How many things does he have in his Steam uh, library? 
that he hasn't played? <laughs> Not that I'm one to you talk. Have in your <laughs> right. Let's be clear here. Last... I have more of the AAA titles on that list that I need to play. Yeah. What I find funny is uh, at this last summer sale, my number just broke 500. But that's me and Dave included. So all the games that Dave has that I don't and all the games that I have um, totaled 500 games. Nice. So many games. Did we ever set you up with my account? Not yet. We should do that tomorrow. So many games. Yeah. Cuphead. I have not seen or heard anything about this until now, but I just watched the little preview video and it looks amazing. Yeah, Cuphead is a um, a video game with the aesthetic of old, old um, cartoons, like from the 1960s? 30s. This is in color. Yeah. Yeah, but the uh, styling is more like It's 30s, more like Steamboat Willie with color. Yeah, it's kind of the Betty Boop era of um of cartoon animation yeah that was the 30s and 40s okay so it's made to look exactly like you're watching a cartoon but you're actually playing a video game but it's a modern day side-scrolling run-and-gun shooter yeah it's it's amazing this looks fantastic and it's going to be available next year as a trilogy Ooh, and steam hey guys i've got so much stuff to get in steam anyways I might get this. It, for me, it's going to come down to price point. It, I definitely recommend people take a look at it if you're slightly interested in old cartoons. So something, another one of those things to like keep your eye out for it. I mean, it's not going to be around for a while, but... Oh, hey. Something tells me this is going to start to make a few waves when it starts to get close. Yeah, yep. I can see... Um, I can see a lot of other people's trying to pick up, not necessarily this aesthetic, but maybe trying to recreate old cartoons. Like, could you imagine the old school Transformers as a video game? I'm waiting for a reboot as a video game. So, going back to an earlier topic, because I just saw more information on it, Cliffy B is forming a new studio called Boss Key Productions. Okay. So, they have a, a kind of frame website up that lets you submit your email for updates. I guess we'll have to see how that goes. Yeah, looking forward to that. So I think we only have a handful of topics left. Mm-hmm. And we're doing pretty good. So we've got uh, Hearthstone competition, just to kind of summarize, had been originally split up by sex. So males in... Why? In, I don't know. This was some international rule for some reason. Because there's an old antiquated view of guys and girls should not compete directly against each other and I don't know I don't know. I do know that they were hoping to make it classify as a sport so that could be the reason why but that's not a requirement in sports yes it is. I mean it is in the sense of like there there are physical differences and I don't know I'm going to get in trouble for as much as I've already said. I was going to say there needs to be a little more clear line between sports and esports because with normal sports there are quantifiable differences in esports there are not thank you that is what i was trying to say yeah i agree with that for the most part um when it comes down to like 
should women be against men in esports? Absolutely. But I think they were really trying to go for the whole, we're a sport, so we're going to follow all the sports rules. And sports today definitely are split based off of gender. So I'm glad that they definitely recanted on it and have now allowed women to be in the tournament. I'm going to laugh when a woman wins it. That'd be really cool. But I, I'm not sure I agree with this quote that females make up half the gamers. Yeah, I wouldn't agree with that either. I would say 30% optimistically, but at those 30% are probably on par with everyone else. It'll yep. all come down to what you're defining as gamers. Also true. Something that's been talked about many times on the show with no clear answer. Project Tango. This was another one that you posted, Brian. Do you want to bring it up? Sure. Project Tango is um, Google's attempt at trying to map interior 3D spaces quickly um, and efficiently. So the best application that I've heard for this technology is they uh, they strap this device onto a, a drone and firefighters go into a building that's just crumbled based off of an earthquake. This drone can make a 3D map of the entire environment um, in a couple of swipes, just going around the room, turning around, um, and you get a 3D map of the new environment, and you can then make your decisions on where you think it's unstable, where you think the people are, where they could be the best routes for rescue, and stuff like that. Um, so this technology has been growing from the technology of like the Connect, for example, and uh, Google presented some uh, their latest iteration at at their I/O conference just a couple weeks ago, and there wasn't much news about it, but people were talking about since it's still a prototype it, about the wonderful things that you could do. Like you could map your entire house or your living room, and then you could go to an Ikea app and replace the furniture you have with the Ikea furniture, and you could see how it would look, or you could change the paint color on the walls and see how it would look. There's a lot of options there. There's also a lot of benefit for a virtual reality world. So you could map out your room, you could make a virtual... so that the computer now knows where all the objects are in front of you. And then you can make a, a gaming space that would utilize all of the space. That's not, that doesn't have anything in front of you. So you don't have to worry about running into a wall when you're running forward and trying to shoot the alien. Cause there will be a, a, a and it'll be used as an environment inside the game. So ARGs and like virtual reality, like the Oculus Rift, would benefit greatly from this. Very much, and it's it's gotten to the point where um, it's almost real time with the mapping. So, so it sounds like it still needs to get a little further along in the technology, and I imagine the technology will need to be a little cheaper. But can you imagine what would happen if you could attach something like this to like the front of the Oculus Rift? And that's basically what they were showing off was a device that you hold up to your head like a virtual reality headset. And on the outside of it was the um, the Project Tango so that you literally were looking around as though it was an ARG virtual reality kind of thing. Also, what's interesting is um, they they announced that they're going to release a, an actual project uh, – not a project, a uh, device – next year somewhere 
save. You looking for it? I hear uh, like underwater sound and a lot of clicking. That's Brendan. Yeah, sorry about that. My keyboard sometimes just decides, oh, yeah, I'm going to stop working. Okay. It was very distracting. Click, 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 click. Sorry, I, I didn't realize it had locked for a minute, and I was like, what the hell is going on? Okay. Brian, you were talking about price? Um, they're saying a, a development kit will be available later this year for, <laughs> this is so Google, $1,024. Two to the tenth. Yeah. Nerds. Um, and we love them for it. And it's basically going to be a, a tablet with the technology um, where you would normally have cameras. And then there's also going to be a smaller device that will be out next year, but I don't remember who they're partnering with. I think it's Lenovo. Well, that's pretty cool. And and I like where the technology is going. I, I think there are some really nice possibilities, um, if nothing else, than just that one that you had mentioned of having a drone go into a building and mapping that out. That's really awesome. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. All right. So, Brendan, with all that clicking, did you come up with something else to talk about? No, because I couldn't type in anything. Ah, because your, your keyboard froze. Yes. Okay. Well... I think it's time for the random review. Uh, Brendan actually went last week. It's been a while since I've gotten to go, but Bry, you haven't been on in even longer, so guess who's up? Yay, it's me. I've talked a lot this podcast. That's okay. Um, so this review is going to be about the video game on PSN called Dragon's Crown, and it is a side-scroller brawler for so- up. For one to four people. Crashers? Similar to Castle Crashers. um, Or Streets of Rage, if you're really old school. Double Dragon. Or Double Dragon. Um, And it's it's a side-scrolling game where you play in a high fantasy setting with ridiculous characters. And when I say ridiculous, I mean... Ridiculous. These characters... Like the proportion or the... All of the proportions are, are, I would say, wrong. Mostly extreme. Like, there are some people with super tiny heads and gigantic shoulders or other inflated assets. It, I like Penny Arcade's comic about it. It makes for very distinct-looking characters. I'll give them that, but definitely not realistic by any means. Um, And so there are... I believe six, no, there's got to be eight classes. Um, and each one has their own special abilities and difficulty in, in playing. And you basically go around, there are, there's two different worlds. There's the, or two different gaming modes. There's the around town where you pick up new quests, you turn in new items, you get, uh, your armor repaired or you get new armor. It's typical RPG stuff. And then there's the battle area where you um, do the side scrolling and you fight enemies and then you beat the level and then you go back to town. And it's, it's a very simplistic game in that way. The, um, the dialogue and the story is okay. I'd say pretty standard, typical fare for an RPG. Um, I think where it really excels is the fact that it's, it's a lot of fun to play. Does it have online play? I believe it does. I'm not 100% sure. We've only played local four-player at the moment. And it's definitely one of those games that if you have four people, it can be very chaotic. 
Yeah, I got to see a couple minutes of it as as Brian and the other people were playing it last night. And with four players, it was very difficult to actually see what was going on on the screen. You kind of get used to it when you're actually playing for the most part. But there are times when I'm like, where am I? Where am I? Um, so overall, it's a it's a good game. If you loved the old school brawlers and would like it to have a new updated graphics and new um, abilities, the abilities. So, kind of, I mean, Gauntlet Legends was was kind of similar to this, wasn't it? Except that was more isometric than side scrolling. Yeah, that was isometric top down. That it was definitely isometric top down, and there was a lot less customization that you can do um, for Gauntlet Legends. You basically had one attack. And whatever stats you had, whereas this one you actually have armors and spells and, and other things that you can do during the battle. Cool. So, um, I definitely would recommend the game if you can get past the character models. I know it's definitely going to throw off a lot of people because they are so extreme. So it is twenty-seven dollars on Amazon Prime. Worth it? I don't know. I'm. I think if you can have people play, all of you guys play a game together, it would be worth it. Like, if you can get a group of friends to come over and play, um, because then you're only buying one copy. I think that would definitely be worth it, because that's basically four bucks a person. No, seven bucks a person. I can do math. Um, we promise. But uh, if you're going to play it by yourself, maybe not. It's definitely one of those games where more people makes it more fun. Okay. It looked really awesome. It it looked um, pretty complex. Is there a good ramp up to it? Now, for someone like me who would be buying it for myself, but I do know at least three people who own it, would it be worth it? If you can convince them to play it with you, yes. <laughs> um, to answer your question, Dave, yeah, it ramps up pretty nicely. Um, you'll slowly get access to more and more stalls, and then things get more and more complicated as you have more and more weapon options and armor options and stuff. I liken it a lot to Diablo in terms of um, resource management, like what armor you're wearing, what weapons you're wearing. What gold, not, what spells. Potions. So character growth. Yeah, there's also a skill tree that you put your skills into, and you can choose which route you want to go. It's kind of limiting. Like, there's a lot of times when there's only one or two skills you can go into because of your level. Um, but you can always store your skill points and then go somewhere else later. Cool. So yeah, it has enough depth that $28 isn't awful. Or is that what you called it? It was 28, right? Yep. On Amazon. Um, on Amazon. I have no idea what it is on the actual PlayStation network. I'm looking it up now. So it's not awful. It's just, um, you kind of really have to enjoy RPGs for it to be worth that price. Um, but if you can get friends together, it's definitely worth it. Okay. Wow, the Sony store takes a while to load online here. Well, while you're searching for that, Brendan, we will uh, address the random topic, which was rolled ahead of time. And the random topic is, what will you ask the CEO of Comcast if he appears on your podcast? I would look him straight in the eye and go, are the rumors true? Are you really the Antichrist? In the eye? Or look straight at the screen and imagine I'm looking at him in the eye. You'd, you'd get him on a webcam first and say, like, okay, so, seriously. Yes. 
Are you the Antichrist? I, yeah, mean, I think the interview would be over at that point. I, I, I think he'd leave. I, I think he'd he'd get indignant and then hang up. It'd be worth it. You could just ask him now and get the same reaction. That's... I, I think I'd ask him uh, slightly more like, you know, what was your thinking? Besides profit, does anything else factor into your decisions? I think I'd ask at what point do you think profit for sure gain of profit, even though it might lose you market like customer base? Like, where does that line draw for you to whether or not you decide to make uh, a, a choice? Because there's got to be some point where, yes, profit is going to be the biggest motive, but there's also customer base to worry about because of continue that profit. I am not under any illusions that this guy is for anything but profit. I'd like to know, you know, I, so so part of my fantasy of, of having him on the podcast would also be that he cannot lie. And so at that point, I'd start asking him things like, are you actually competing with the other companies? And, you know, do you think that you actually have a monopoly within the areas that Comcast provides service? And do you think that that is ethical? I do think that that lie will not happen. I like those, but I can see so much market speak going around that. Yeah, but I, I have a pretty good ability to parse through market speak and... and, and kind of force the answer. You've never dealt with a Verizon CEO or a Comcast CEO or anybody that high, though. That's true. But again, he has to tell the truth. He can tell the truth but not by not saying anything at all. Mm. And I don't mean literally being mute. I mean by saying jargon that means nothing. Right, that when you boil it down means nothing. So while it's an interesting thought experiment, I don't know if there'd be anything fruitful to come from it. Okay. Um, Probably not. By the way, is is the audio seem weird to everyone else? Yes. Okay. That means it's probably the server. Probably. Right. What? I don't have control of the server. Isn't it at your place? No, that's why I bought the server. Oh, that's right. It's a hosted server. Okay. Well, the end of this podcast might sound a little weird. Yeah. Uh, any other comments for our Comcast CEO? Not from my end. Nope. I did find the Price of Dragon's Crown on PSN. Uh, for PS3, it's 50 For the Vita, it's 40 On the PlayStation Network, it's $53. It's $49.99. Holy crap. And $39.99 for the Vita. But from what I've heard, is you can't, is the Vita and PS3 are cross-compatible. I would not recommend it under $50. Okay, so get it from Amazon for cheap. Although you get a disc of that instead of download it. I think that's okay. Alright. Well, I think that the, the audio has uh, sufficiently degraded that we have spirits we can blame this on. I'm going to call this Andy's Revenge. <laughs> okay. And I think that's it, everyone. Thank you for coming awesome. on. Take it easy. That's a wrap. Thanks for having me. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.